Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Have you ever wondered what it would have been like when Adam and Eve were walking around in the Garden of Eden before the fall into sin and they were just hanging out with the animals. It didn't matter if it was a tiger or a bear or a lion. Adam and Eve weren't scared of it. Adam named them all. And these animals weren't even scared of them. It's pretty awesome to think about. But ever since the, the fall into sin, and, and maybe we'd go a little bit further to the flood, right after the flood, the animals become afraid of Noah and, and humans. But ever since then, humans haven't had such a great relationship with animals. But even so, humans have been able to do some pretty awesome stuff. They've been able to tame the most ferocious and wild and dangerous of beasts. I had a a pretty awesome experience a number of years ago at my old job. Uh, We hosted a movie shoot. And one day, this big trailer rolled up onto the property and out lumbered a 1,600-pound Kodiak grizzly bear. And I was about as far from that grizzly bear as I am from this camera today. And I watched as this tiny little man, who had raised this great big bear since it was just a little cub, got this bear to do all sorts of behaviors, to sit on his back, to growl, to stand on his back feet. And then at one point I watched kind of in a mixture of terror and fascination as I saw this little man climb onto the back of this bear. And he rode him like a horse. And I wasn't sure if I should have been scared or or felt bad for him because it seemed like a pretty dumb thing to do. But people do amazing things. They've tamed a lot of wild beasts. But the Bible says there's one thing that we have a lot more difficulty taming than bears and lions and dolphins and owls and whatever it might be. It's the tongue. Now that seems like a bit of a strange thing to, to think about. What are tongues for? I asked my son, what does a tongue do? And he said, it's for taste. But your tongue is for talking. With your tongue you say words and you say things to the people around you. And the Bible says we have a really difficult time taming our tongue. And that's a really dangerous thing, actually. Because in that same passage in in James chapter 3, the author of James, he compares the tongue to the bit and the bridle that we put in horses' mouths. Just with this tiny little bit of metal and a couple of leather reins, the rider on a horse can steer this massive animal wherever he wants it or she wants it to go. And James, he compares the tongue to the rudder on a ship, a great big huge ship. It's steered in different directions just by this little blade behind the ship. And as the captain turns the wheel, the rudder turns, and the whole ship, it just points in different directions. We see the same thing on airplanes. We can see it on their tail as they're landing in a crosswind or as they're flying through the skies. The tongue is pretty amazing. But if we're unable to tame that tongue, if we're unable to bridle that tongue and steer it where it needs to go, it's very, very dangerous. And James actually says in in James chapter 3 that if we're unable to tame our tongues, it's sort of like lighting a lighter or lighting a match, or sending a spark into the air in a dry forest. And before you know it, that one little spark 
starts a tiny little smoking fire in the forest. And if the forest is dry, in no time at all, it becomes a raging forest fire. Well, James says that because our words can be like sparks. If we don't bridle them, if we don't tame them, our words can cause a lot of damage. Now, I know that personally. I've said some pretty hurtful things in my life before, and maybe you've said hurtful things in your life too. It's kind of hard sometimes when we're stuck at home with our family, we're stuck at home with our siblings, and we get into each other's space, and we get into arguments with each other, and then the words start flying, and names are called, and hurtful things are said, and we're reacting all the time, but that's because our tongues, they haven't been tamed. We struggle with this every single day, and we cause fires, we hurt the people around us so easily. Adults and kids, we do it the same. But it's not even really our tongues, actually. The Lord Jesus uh, talked about this in in the Gospel of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 15. He said it's not our mouths that actually are the unclean parts of our body, the sinful parts. He said it's our hearts. Whatever is living in our hearts, that's what comes up to our mouth. And that's the words that our tongues say. We need changed hearts. And that's why I'm so thankful for the Lord Jesus. Because there's no way I could ever have a perfect mouth, not in this lifetime. But the Lord Jesus came into this world, and he never said a hurtful word to anyone. He never sinned once. He never started a single forest fire with his mouth. His tongue was perfectly tamed because his heart was perfect. And he lived on this earth, and he lived a perfect life. And then as he hung on the cross for your sins and my sins, His tongue uttered those last words, It is finished. Jesus died for your sins and my sins, and he gives us his Holy Spirit now. And his Holy Spirit, if you believe in Jesus, he has changed your heart, and he gives you the power now to tame that tongue in your mouth, to tame that heart that beats in your chest. When you believe in Jesus, it means that when you get into an argument with your sibling or your parents or whomever it might be, it's not necessarily true that you're going to have to say something mean. You can actually say something that's positive and that glorifies God. I want you to think about that today as we go into another week and we're home alone with our family. What would Jesus have done in his life? And how has Jesus' spirit changed your heart so that with your tongue you no longer hurt people but that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength, and you love the people around you as yourself.